0: welcome or welcome back to our podcast <laughs> <laughs> hope everyone is doing well first of all disclaimers many disclaimers yes uh, the spotify people might not know this but i do in fact have 10 fingers i only have nine fingernails. <laughs> i will not be made fun of i will not be made fun of thank, thank you guys sure okay Anyways. and also um for those of you who don't know mom you were wrong is this camera right yeah it's fine okay mom <laughs> you were wrong is our hobby we love doing it but that also means that when life gets really busy and we have a lot of things going on this is unfortunately the thing that gets put on the back burner the most often so if there aren't new episodes if there is a new content that's why but we always try to
1: get to it yeah but you know what i want to talk about also okay. now that i've been like in the social media manager realm and consuming a lot of that content as well um i feel like the internet is shifting and like Yes. Content creation and stuff is shifting because we came from like the 2016, 2017, like weekly schedules, and like YouTubers would apologize, like, guys, I'm so sorry, this video is going to be an hour late. Like, you know, of shit being so intense. And now people don't. I think also content creators have realized that their audience doesn't really care. Like, as long as you keep posting, if you need a break for yourself, you need a break. Like, yeah, but also I think it's like different now because back then yeah.
0: there was only 10 content creation yeah. creators that you were following all the time. So mm. if somebody didn't post, you really noticed it. But yeah. like now there's just an abundance of content. You yeah. don't really notice it. Where I do notice it is there is a specific podcast that has been like a ritual for me to listen to for years. How, how long now? Like mm. three years? Forever. And so... She's currently pregnant and mm. she's, like, they're going to have a baby. So, I'm like, and she already has health concerns and whatever. So, sometimes they, like, miss weeks or whatever. And they're one of the people that I really notice. Like, if they're not posting, I really notice yeah. that they haven't posted.
1: Dude, I... Um, okay, so I follow Caroline Gervin, who's a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And she posts, like, home workout videos and I do her programs and stuff, right? But what I love about her and the way that she like structures her contents and stuff is she'll release a six week program, right? Mm-hmm. So then for the six weeks there's a new episode, a new workout like f- every whatever five yeah, days a week, regular weeks, yeah. cool. Then after that is done, you come to the last day. People are like, "Yay, what are we doing next? Like, what's going on?" She disappears. She's like, "Thank you, this Thank program." You for She's like, "This program is not done. She is gone for like a month. Then a month later, she comes back, releasing a new program." good like and i love that for her because it it keeps her sane i think she's yeah she the thing is she's recharging enough to come back and give you content yeah which is lovely and it's just setting boundaries also for herself which you need yeah and now at at first like all her followers were like stressing they're like is she gone she said bye thank you like it sounded like she's never coming back to youtube then she would just come back and she doesn't explain herself like now everyone knows that's another thing guys So
0: I would actually really like to know your opinion on this and like you guys' opinion on this. There's a specific girl that I started following and like she just posts random bits of her life whenever she can. And she has like a YouTube like vlogging channel. And she lived with a man Well, she started dating this man on camera. Mm -hmm. Not like... The relationship wasn't the focus of anything ever. But, like, you notice, like, stuff about him. And she would say, Oh, Tyler's moving in. So, like, here's his stuff, whatever, you know? And then, all of a sudden, Tyler's stuff just disappeared. Tyler was no longer in anything. And she never said anything. Mm -hmm. She would just say, Yeah like one yeah. time she said yeah and so because i've been going through a breakup recently i'm just working out more so i just feel better about myself just casually dropped. and she never explained mm. shit yeah not one time yeah and it made me realize how entitled i feel to like know about people i watch live. yeah i was like how can you not say anything and then it was like well she doesn't really owe me an she explanation need it.
1: and also not just how entitled we've become but also because back in the 2016 youtube era Like, influencers felt like they had to and they also wanted to. They didn't care and, like, didn't realize the implications of sharing all their shit online. Yeah. So, we would get, like, I got divorced. This is why. 40-minute video. You know? Never mind that, dude. So, I had, like, two big eras in YouTube, I would say. Mm.
0: The one was, like, the 2013 era, which was, like, all the UK people. Alfie Uh, Day, Zoella, Troy, um, Sawyer Hartman, Luke, all those people, right? And then... I had another era, mm. which was Alex Wasabi, Lauren DIY, yes. Fuzzy, like all of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Log- that was in Logan Paul was just coming up, yeah. like the Alley era of YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and now I think how weird it was. That Lauren and Alex sat down crying, making a whole video about why they broke up together. Yeah. Because they felt like they owed that to their fra- What? So many people did that, though. Like, it, that's what I'm thinking. Like, how weird is it, it, is it to, crazy. like, create a breakup video with the person? And yeah. you're, like, sitting there explaining yourself to a camera. Yeah. Can you imagine now you have to sit here with your ex and, like, look in the camera and say, okay, guys, so we broke up because it's insane dude
1: no fucking way but it was normal for us we're like yeah you must tell us yeah you and like you can't do it alone you guys have to sit together yeah because if you're alone then oh it was bad like there's beef between i feel like anything i would i would be sitting alone to be feel
0: like i could express myself because it's just weird also like it's crossing boundaries of like the breakup yeah and allowing yourself to heal if you're sitting with that person trying to process the trauma that you need to process separately like no, dude, it was crazy. And then there was like weird hugs and like you're 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 finding comfort in the person that broke your heart. So now once again a boundary is crossed. Like it's just weird. Even Liza,
1: that and David <clears throat> don't do that, yeah. and they were crying. And dude, it's just weird. Like you said, like why put yourself through that? For we what? but that just makes me realize more and more that that era of youtube it just got to a point where it needed to end it happened. and i'm glad it did because we went through that and now we're like okay no and now we have boundaries. these people are human beings yeah. they deserve their privacy and i remember like i would watch zoe like a couple of years ago
0: i think then she would say like yeah so if i have a baby i probably wouldn't i don't know if i'd post her all the time and i'd probably take more breaks from youtube and i was thinking to myself how, how are you gonna do that if you have to post your baby you've posted nine years of your life yeah. online you have to and then she had a baby and she disappeared from youtube for like three months because mm. she was like i don't want to do this mm. and i never thought what are you doing i was yeah. like yeah you had a baby yeah you babe. had a baby
1: go live your life i'm mm. like soak in the baby exactly you're made alive <laughs> you know, <laughs> why are you being so emotional about it no i'm being like it just kills me because you're always like (laughs) this bitch is pregnant how can she have a baby it's It's disgusting you made a life
0: (laughs) no it's disgusting (laughs) but i think about like experiencing it firsthand and i'm like you could never have those experiences again no of course it's a baby it's the only time yeah, you're gonna have those experiences yeah i hear you I hear you. personally <laughs> for myself if i think about living it i want to go i'm like absolutely weird
1: coming from you dude okay. i
0: feel like if i had a baby i would be posting the minute i had the baby just to be like i don't want to think about this
1: <laughs> here's through. the baby guys it's over please stop okay thanks same as me yeah dude no but that era was insane i also it happened to me recently with another girl that i follow who was engaged? She got engaged a month ago, and then she was like, "I'm so happy to," because she posts fitness content. She's like, "I'm happy to like shift some of my content, and I can show you guys like the wedding process, whatever." Then she just went on like random trips. She went to Greece, went to whatever. She was like traveling. We were like cool, and then one day she was like, "Yeah, so I don't know if you guys noticed, but um, Keith and I broke up," and I was like, "Okay," no, <laughs> and I'm like in my head, I'm like, "Cool, you don't need to explain it," but also what's engaged like what happened babe <laughs> you know yeah there's a natural curiosity
0: but i think it's a good thing that creates us create more boundaries yeah because then you get accustomed to those boundaries and yeah. even your natural you don't feel entitled like your natural curiosity is there and you, of course you're like what happened or like i wonder what justin gabriel's doing right now they had their baby we don't know what her name is whatever mm-hmm. the fuck but you're not like i demand to know yeah you're just exactly. like yeah i'm gonna find out at some I'm point i'm gonna find out at some point i guess and if i don't okay it's fine the only thing where that bothers
1: me is like kylie jenner what the fuck is your baby no doing? but this is a problem now because her baby was born in February. Yeah, at what point are you gonna tell us no because my thing is if you have a reality tv show you want your life to be online not you online put like there. out yeah. there and like already everything of yours has been so public so why is this one thing okay cool and I the get thing, it. Maybe no, but the thing change, with kylie but... is
0: she's created a lot of boundaries there are a lot of things yeah. she doesn't share exactly like she had a whole show that was just about kylie and we didn't know she was dating travis mm-hmm. in that show where she already started dating him. yeah exactly so like she is very private and so is kendall they're very private about yeah. things that their sisters would share but but then being, the baby name being private about the name i don't get it be private about the pregnancy we get that like mm-hmm. okay be private about the name until you have the baby okay but now it's where been is it? eight months how long too much. But I think she's a little bit concerned because people bullied her for that fucking
1: name. Wolfie. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, people will bully the Kardashians. This is what they need to realise. They're gonna get bullied either way. Baby, like, they bullied Beyonce. It doesn't matter what You're you do. are gonna get bullied. Exactly. It's just part, and I understand it's yes, it's draining on your men- mental health and whatever, but like. But I feel like especially the Kardashians they have so much resources to not be involved with that like yeah. they don't have to see it if they don't want to no they can have a whole team doing their social media they don't need to look at it yeah they never need to see it yeah Bitch, she took a three minute plane
0: ride you know about this right yeah she took the three minute plane ride everybody was like three minute plane ride mm-hmm. like you're fucking off the planet like whatever the fuck." and then she went okay i'm just gonna post some videos of me in the bathroom with the girls so that you guys can forget about this exactly and everybody did everybody went, she's only
1: wearing white she must be getting married yeah they have social media figured out. If anything, yeah, and like, what's the word? Like when you manage a brand and whatever,
0: yeah, their branding is on point. They're so on she point, doesn't. Dude. I feel like she can just relax a bit. She can just say, "This baby's called this." Thanks. Anywho mm-hmm. so anyway. let's actually get into this episode. <laughs> Yo, we just talk <laughs> we about... always talk about shit that we never planned but to talk about. On this topic, let's come and talk about Chloe because we yeah. are here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chloe's having a baby. Mm -hmm. which multiple people
1: have shared their opinions on the fact that it's with Tristan Thompson. Well, people were saying maybe... Sorry, going back. Maybe Kylie hasn't given out to the baby name because of Chloe's baby that's coming. Do you think they want to release it together or what? Something like that. Maybe.
0: But... I don't know. The whole situation's a little bit strange. Mm. It is a little bit strange. It's okay to acknowledge that it's a little bit weird that she's having a baby with a guy who cheated on her multiple times. Well, but it's also is- okay to to realize that she had this this baby was conceived before this big cheating scandal. Now, that's what I'm saying. What was she supposed to do? The baby's like, already on the way. Yeah, she spent thousands of dollars on getting this baby via
1: surrogates she wants this baby oh dude it's actually so sad eh? like (laughs) that you spend all this time all this effort money whatever into this thing and then like that relationship falls apart yeah and like all that chloe's ever wanted is that family unit like yeah that's why she keeps trying to make it work with him but i think it is okay so first of all
0: yes good for her that she's having this baby whatever but I, i think there are two sides of it like There is the side of people that are criticizing her for having the baby with Tristan again, Mm. which I understand where those people are coming from, because this man clearly doesn't give a fuck about you. He cheated on you while you were nine months pregnant. Mm. Like, to me, there's nothing lower than that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I'm not criticizing her for having the baby with him, because I think she thought that there was a good enough relationship, Mm. and she isn't the one pregnant, like, she isn't carrying the baby, and she had it through IVF and through a surrogate for a reason. So there is a bit of distance, but I do think there is a toxic thing with the Kardashians about like having the same baby daddy.
1: That's what I was going to say. Like, I think I understand her reasoning because she's like, okay, well true is his daughter. So like true might as well, not might as well needs to have a sibling. That's like full. Cause they had weird
0: half sibling relationships Mm. and like step sibling relationships.
1: So I think all they crave for their children is just to have like a Bible family unit vibe. But I think that's, that's a little bit weird. I do. Yeah. Because if
0: I have a toxic person in my life and I have one kid with them, I would rather not have another kid with them. I would rather have a kid with someone that I really love. Exactly. But yeah, I guess then it becomes like, this kid is going away to their dad for the weekend. Mm. And this one is just here. I don't know. I guess it does become weird. But I think it's toxic. That's a weird mentality. Know,
1: but every family has their own shit, I guess. Hundred percent. Theirs is just out in the world. Yeah, but they try to have it there. Mm.
0: People are gonna say what they wanna say. But then there's also the the whole thing like, <clears throat> Tristan's in Greece partying it up, walking around like getting getting pictures with all these girls, holding people's hands. Like no. it is disrespectful. It's just extremely
1: respectful. disrespectful. And his second child is about to be born, and he's. It's. The he second, second child is part. coming, and He just, doesn't care. He's dude. just in Greece, partying. And that's hectic. How can he, like, literally be a father and he, like, doesn't care about it? That's my thing.
0: I also just think, like, it's that life. It's the proximity to the child. Mm-hmm. Like, he. First of all, Chloe's a very hands on mom. I'm not saying he's not a hands on dad. I'm just saying he has the luxury of not being one if he didn't, if he didn't want to. Like, <clears throat> if he's gonna say to Chloe, I think if he says to Chloe, "Listen, I'm gonna go to Greece for a month," Chloe's not gonna be like, "Well, what about your two weeks custody with True?" Yeah, like she's gonna be like, "Okay, okay," and she's just gonna Facetime him whenever. So exactly. he has that that luxury mm. to place distance between himself and his
1: kids. Shame, dude. I just I feel like it's gonna be so interesting if we get to, if all the Kardashian Jenner children decide to be online and see them grow up and see them then talking shit about their parents but i don't know if they would i don't that's what i'm saying if they do decide to do that because they've already like from such a young age been exposed to it maybe they just might decide to i
0: think like north is always going to be a public figure especially north but i don't know if she'll choose to share things maybe when she's a lot older Mm. She'll, she'll be like 20 and have like an interview with Oprah who's like fucked up old (laughs) and Oprah will be sitting there saying, how did it make you feel that your mom and dad's divorce was so public Mm. (laughs) and she'll have her opinions. But I don't think, personally, I don't think the kids are going to be as public. Mm. I don't know, dude. Unless Kris Jenner is there forcing them.
1: (laughs) She's She's like, like, well, we're going to make a North Lip kid." She's (laughs) like, baby, we've built an empire.
0: (laughs) everyone else you see your aunt courtney she didn't want to be on the show she had to sacrifice
1: her life to be on the show but my thing is my thing is also they don't know anything else yeah so even in cool they're like okay i want a private life they still i don't think they fully understand what that means
0: but i think like north's dad will kanye will definitely have opinions when she's older like he would be the one to sit with with Kris Jenner and say, well, Norse is going to have a different path, Mm. you know? I hear you. But I think, you know, we're always going to see something about the Kardashian kids. Like, Mm. they're always going to be part of stuff, you know? Like, there'll be a stormy-lip kid when she's 23, but but it doesn't mean
1: we're going to know about her life. About her entire life and have a reality show. Yeah. Okay. Talking about reality shows and relationships and stuff, I want to quickly mention something. Because I found it interesting. So I'm watching the show that's called 20-somethings in Austin. And it's all these 20-year-olds. Not 20-year-olds. In between, like, 20-somethings. That move to Austin from all parts of America. To, like, look for a job. Start a career. Start their lives. Follow their mm-hmm. hearts. Whatever. Now, obviously, when you put 20-year-olds in a reality show. There's gonna... She's there's gonna rest- go down. Rest- <laughs> Shit's gonna go down. They go out. They party, like they all they know is their roommates yeah you know they don't know anyone else in austin so obviously there's going to be attraction and like obviously everyone it's reality everyone is attractive
0: but also it's like close proximity to each other Mm. and like constantly working
1: together yeah and And you're both vulnerable you both don't know what you're doing like you confide in each other whatever so i don't want to spoil too much of the show but two people okay first of all this girl (laughs) has just her she had a divorce. She came out of a marriage, went to Austin. Now she's starting her life over. She said at the beginning, I'm not here to look for a relationship. I'm here to work on myself. Sure. But now the first week you're making out with your roommate guy. She, That's fine. Okay. And then you tell him, um, Then he, no, he pulls you aside and he tells you, listen, I'm not looking for a relationship. She says, me neither. Now she confides in him. I just had a divorce, whatever. Like, I don't want any of this. And he's like, cool. We're friends with benefits. Yeah. Now they go out, because they go out almost every night. They go out. He's like, Abby told me that we're just friends with benefits, so... S- I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do my thing. He's like, I know we're cool with the benefits. Let's see if we're cool with the friends. So he they go out. He makes out with another girl, whatever. Does Abby not lose her shit? She's like, Kamari made out with a rando girl in front of me, and I just think that's disrespectful. And in my head, I'm like, baby, but, but you said it was fine. Where's the boundary? Yeah and then he was also in his confessional camp he's like i mean we literally just said that we're friends with benefits we can go out with other people whatever so i don't think what i'm doing is wrong now she pulls him aside has a whole conversation with him says that he can do whatever he wants but not in front of her i think you know
0: this is the same thing like i always say the same thing communication in any relationship even if it's friends with benefits you gotta sit down and say what do you expect from this yeah what do you expect from me because different people have different views on these things yeah. and yes some people are going to th- think that even if we're just friends of benefits you can't go out and do things in front of me that's going to make me feel uncomfortable yeah. and that's fine but then you need to navigate that boundary before you get to the point where it's a mess you need to communicate that from the <clears> beginning <throat> like so if fine. i'm going to go out with you and you're my friends with benefits, i'm going to ask you so are you mm. sure you're fine with this in my eyes This means that I can go out tonight and have fun and you're not going to have a problem with it. Are you sure? Mm. You're going to sit here and be honest and communicate and say, I don't actually know. Maybe I will have a problem with it. Exactly. But then it also becomes your responsibility to navigate that. Mm. You don't know what your boundary is. So it becomes your responsibility to be responsible for your emotions surrounding that boundary. So when I go out with you and I realize, oh, I'm actually a little bit uncomfortable by this. I can't freak out. Exactly. I must calmly say, listen. Let's quickly, quickly speak. Let's, Let's just start. have a chat. And if it's not the right time and they're drunk and you're drunk, it's not the right time. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Keep your emotions in check and wait. I hear you.
1: You get home, you say, listen. No. But there's more. Okay. <laughs> no. But tea is boiling. So this happened. Whatever. A few, a week goes by or whatever. Then she calls him again and she's like, listen, I'm starting to catch readings for you. We should just end this. So they're like, okay, the benefit is <laughs> over, but we're still friends over anything. Hug it out. Everything is fine. Cool. Meanwhile, the guys get a new roommate. Is it a girl? No, it's a guy who's also very attractive, super nice, like surfer. She starts it again. But this is what happens there's another girl in the, in the girl house, Natalie, who hasn't had a fling with anyone. And she's like, Guys, I really like this new guy. Can I go for it? And all the girls were like, Yeah. Abby, the other girl, says, Yeah, go for it. I don't want anything to do with any guy. And then guy. she does. Then she does. And then Natalie pulls her aside and says, I think it's super disrespectful that I told you I have my eye on this it guy. Is. And then you pursue something with him. It is disrespectful. And literally in the second day that the guy was there, she, Abby kissed him. And Natalie's like, what the fuck? And if that is the case, then once again, communicate. Like, if it was the case that at the point
0: in time where she asked you, you really didn't have the intention. Mm. But now you do. Go to her and say, listen, I know you asked me about this and I said it's fine, yeah. but actually I've changed my mind. Exactly. That's Talk what Naby was saying. Like, I understand it's going to be really awkward and weird and whatever, but then at least it doesn't ruin the vibe.
1: Now Abby's crying and she says she has an addiction for male validation mm-hmm. and she doesn't know how to change and all this cuck and whatever. Good for you for noticing and reflecting. Mm. But you're
0: a grown-ass woman, like you can still communicate. Yeah, communicating is not, that's not the the variable here. No, listen, here's the thing. If you're going to be placed in a position, especially if you've just gone through a divorce Mm -hmm. where you're placed in, like, a new house with all these people, I can understand that you're realizing things about yourself and reflecting and, like, doing fucked up things, whatever. Mm. But, like, yeah, the communicating part is not negotiable. You have to just own your shit and say, listen, I'm sorry, Mm. this is what happened and in
1: advance not 10 months later hello surely if you well <laughs> hmm, maybe not i was gonna say surely if you're in a marriage you know how to communicate with no I well, mean, you're getting a divorce for a reason okay guys no but this is the big thing <clears throat> please stop fucking up relationships and friendships for a shit like this and it's okay to communicate if
0: it's awkward like a lot of people don't want to have conversations because they're like it's gonna be weird it's okay if it's weird
1: it's at fine. least you're you're warning the person in advance dude and like a lot of the time just having that conversation already makes things so much easier to manipulate to manipu- <laughs> maneuver around and it doesn't make it
0: awkward and it's making me respect you because i believe that you're not trying to cross my boundaries or push me or diss me or be fucked up you really are just going through something like i can i can appreciate you being honest with me so much more Mm. even if it's a fucked up thing Mm. like if I'm like I want to go for this guy and you're like yeah I don't like this guy tomorrow you had a nice conversation with him you realize he is actually a really cool dude and you come to me and you're like listen I know I said I don't like this guy but now I've actually had a conversation with him and he isn't what I thought he was and he is really interesting
1: Mm. then at least I know what to expect yeah exactly I don't know, dude. I just find that so... I was getting so annoyed with her watching the show.
0: But at the same time, I have to say, like, not everybody deserves a a communication. Like, some people are too entitled. They think, like, you have to come talk to them about everything in your life. That doesn't... It doesn't affect you. For instance.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Give me an instance. You know a girl. You're Mm -hmm. not friends with her. You know a girl. And one day, she says something to you about liking someone and it not working out, Mm. okay? Three months later, you meet the person, you form an entirely separate relationship and bond with them, you start a relationship with them. I don't think I need to go out of my way to go back to that person who said something to me six months ago and say, just so you know, I started a friendship with this person and I think there might be a relationship. But no. they will be, they will. some people will feel entitled mm. to that. Yeah, but one time a year ago, I kind of told you that I wanted something with this person and it didn't work out. Yes, but I didn't form a relationship with this person through you. Mm. It wasn't in your presence. You were never involved with it. So I, there was no need for me to communicate with yeah. you. So there is also, you got to have that boundary with yourself. And like, you don't always need to explain yourself to everyone. That's Not everyone's true.
1: entitled to it. That's also true. <clears throat> but if it's happening now, this week, next week... Yesterday, yeah. you must communicate. And they're with you. Like, and <laughs> they're with you. I'm sorry, dude. You're... Yeah, it's the proximity to the thing that makes it mm.
0: important. And also, like, I guess it depends on how you value that relationship. Mm. Do you Which care one? about that person at all? Um, yeah, of course. Maybe she doesn't give a fuck
1: about that girl. She doesn't care to continue this relationship with the girl, so... Dude, what kills me is that now Natalie confronts her, and now Abby starts crying. And I'm like, dude, you're just... It's such a it's the the white girl crying trope mm. like oh now i'm the victim because i have an addiction to male validation yeah i just like, don't know what to do about it and i really really like you natalie like i really
0: like you shut up bitch. i understand like crying because i
1: Oops.
0: any any fighting like authority with an authority figure of any kind i will cry but i won't <laughs> stop fighting with you like i'll fight with you while i'm crying mm. And you might, if you try and take it soft on me because I'm crying, I'm going to get upset. I'm going to get more upset. Yeah. I hear you. Keep going. But then when it becomes the victim thing. like Exactly. I'm crying so you have to now stop fighting with me. Feel then sorry. it's fucked up. Yeah.
1: Because now the whole thing gets turned around instead of it being like. This is about me and my upsets, Now yeah. it's about you and you being upset. <laughs> what the fuck? No, babe. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. That is ridiculous. So please don't be like that. Okay, here's what I want to talk about. <clears throat> I feel like the universe has been testing me. First of all, let me clear something up. If you are a girly watching this right now going, I don't believe in the universe, I believe in that's fine. Go, scroll. This is not for you. Cause I don't want to receive a message. I don't believe in the universe. Okay, no. then shut. this content wasn't for you. It's fine. It's okay. You don't have to. I do. The universe is testing me. Yeah. Here's what's happening. I had a dream. Mm. last night Mm. about someone from my past Mm -hmm. now if you have a dream about someone i don't know about you i then i think about them and it's weird it fucks me up yeah yeah so i had a dream about this particular person i woke up in the middle of the night and my first thought was because okay this person was in my life with another person we were Mm. three people all together and then it fucked up okay now i dreamt about this person who was a friend that we were both we were all friends that's the thing okay we were all friends so it was two of my friends I dreamed about the one I woke up in the middle of the night my first thought was would I ever allow this person back into my life and I thought no I don't (laughs) think so right I don't think so and I thought about the person that was connected to her that Mm -hmm. was also my friend And I'm like I also don't think I would allow her back to back into my life cool go to sleep Continue dreaming about this girl. Different dream. But continue dreaming about her. Very strange. Wake up this morning. First thing I have. Friend invitation from the other girl. <gasps> oh no babe! So not the girl I dreamed about. Yeah the other. But girl. her friend. That was my friend. Now I'm like. What the I fuck hate this. is going on? Yeah. Universe. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to say? And here's where the toxicity comes in mm. about a week ago. Well, maybe more than a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. had a similar situation, but not similar at all, because there was someone that I knew that I just no longer spoke to. And then they tried to follow me and I discovered what I will now call my superpower, my toxic superpower. I realized if you want to follow me, okay, I'm just not going to follow you back. Because then you get to see my life, mm. you get to, but you don't get to interact with me. Um. I never see your shit. I never see your shit. You don't get to send me messages. I don't have to respond to your energy. But you get to watch me live my life and enjoy it. So fuck you. And now I'm in this weird
1: place where I'm like, "This fucked up." But also,
0: what the fuck do I do? What is the universe saying?
1: I don't know how I feel about the you follow me, but I don't follow you, dude. Like, if I have someone that I don't want in my life, I'm going to block them. But the thing is, it's not that I don't want them
0: in my life. It's just, like, I'm, like... um. So, what's your advice, guys? First of all, what do you do... What do you do in a scenario where, like, you're not directly upset with this person, but, like, they did, like, they did pick sides. They went out of their way to pick sides in
1: a scenario... Where they didn't have to. Mm. Are you allowing them back into your life? What are you doing? You see, but this is my thing. Because you woke up and you said to yourself, would I allow this person back into my life? And by accepting that request, I feel like you are. But it's not this person. That's the thing. Oh, it's the friend.
0: It's the friend. There were three people. Mm. Me, friend one, friend two. Mm -hmm. Friend one, I dreamed about. I was like, would I allow this person back into my life? I don't think so. No. Friend two was involved with the scenario. Not from my side, but from friend Mm -hmm. one's side. And our friend too is requesting to follow me, and I'm like, "What do I do? Because I've never given it a second thought. like I don't know if I would allow her in real life. and I, I have no need for her in my life,
1: particularly. No, then fuck that. I don't know. I'm very much like, no, she's a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. I cut you off, I block you. dude my the do. list of blocked people <laughs> on my shit thing. Is... But dude. the thing is, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. My
0: thing is, if I had an encounter with you. I set a hard boundary then fuck you but if I haven't set the boundary there's I feel like there's a reason I haven't set that boundary why don't I have that mental block in my brain towards this person so now I'm questioning it I'm like do I because I know for a fact I wouldn't start a friendship with her again but I'm like there's no reason why I I don't have any particularly negative feelings towards her so there's no
1: reason to make it a thing but it is a thing I don't know, dude. I just don't like people that had, like, some kind of negative relationship to me or my life or whatever to see my shit because then I feel like they, then it's opening up, not just conversation, but, like, they can talk shit about you. Yeah, but,
0: yeah, (laughs) but that's where it comes in where, like, I guess it's, like, my fucked up beliefs, but, like, I believe because I'm not seeing your stuff you can have no impact in my life. That's why I'm like, yeah, you can follow me and you can talk shit about me and you can whatever. But at the end of the day, there's no reciprocation. So there's no influence. Mm -hmm. There's no impact. No,
1: dude, I don't know. I think I'm more scared of the evil eye. I'm not engaging. I'm just saying, dude. My bracelet, (laughs) my house, my life is
0: protected by divine energy. Mm. And no, no intervention from you will ever ruin that. Especially because I'm not reciprocating Mm. any amount of energy or reserving any amount of energy for you. You can have no impact. So I don't care if you talk shit about me. And I don't care if you see my shit. You're talking shit anyways. So see how I'm living. Then stay toxic. That's it. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Stay toxic. You're talking shit anyway. I know you're talking shit anyway. So Mm. what are you going to do? You're going to see how I'm loving my life. How I'm living my life to the absolute fullest. I hear you. Then and i'm cares? not scared of your your evil eye in my life because your evil eye will not affect shit vocal then you've already made up your mind dude yeah Except, i
1: guess accept the request
0: there will be a follow-up unless i'm and live I'm, your best i life. feel like there
1: will be a follow now everyone follow jessica shannon being here <laughs> on instagram and see her post the absolute best shit she's ever posted in her life yeah <laughs> living my life I'm no i'm not <laughs> i'm not The thing is, I can't
0: change anything that I'm posting because then I'm reserving energy for you. Yeah. I'm not changing anything. I'm just living my life the way I'm living it. Yeah. And then guess what? You just get to look at it. And I'm not looking at shit that you're doing. Oh, cool. I hear
1: you. And anyways. (laughs) And then anyways. (laughs) And then anyways. First of all, do these people know what method acting is? This is my thing. I don't think there's a segue. I just want to talk about it. So method acting... Okay, for those of you that don't know, method acting is a method of acting where (laughs) you... um, It's also referred to as Stanislavski, right? Yeah. Where basically you... Well, I'm sure people know, dude. It's the most famous form. And, like, it's always in the news how, like, actors will... Become their role and like start living like that person. Literally, do so much research. Like, what does this person eat for breakfast? Where I they do all of that? I will also say
0: I believe that there is a massive misconception
1: about method acting,
0: Mm. um, partly because of people who do it wrong. um, Well, mainly because of people who do it wrong, and that there is certainly a place for method acting, but you have to study it, and you can't watch three YouTube videos and say, "Oh, I'm a method actor." Like, we went to. Drama school, learned about it. I did it in safe environments and unsafe environments. And I had to learn the difference between those two. And so do I think method acting is a good way of approaching acting in general? No, Mm. no. But do I think that it can be helpful in certain
1: moments of acting? Yes. In my opinion, I feel like method acting is like outdated in a sense. Yeah. I feel like it's a good tool for an acting exercise. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it should be used as your main technique. No, it should And I also feel... Because I just feel like it seems like mythology, dude. Like in 100 years, like when no one does method acting anymore, they're mm. going to be like, people used to... Love like their character, like that's yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it should be a way of
0: approaching a character, no. But I do think that method acting, once you know method acting and have done method acting over a prolonged period of time in safe spaces, in little moments, in small capacities, I think method acting can help you in little emotional moments, yeah, of a character, a little not in. I live like this character. No, But that's in reaching back and going, this is what this emotion is. Here's mm-hmm. how to make it bigger, whatever. Yeah. Those little things about method acting still can be powerful. Yeah. But using that as your only way of approaching a character, a role, no. No. And then it is. It is outdated. And it is weird. And yes. it is. Why are you doing this? It's stupid. And it's dangerous. Above all, it's dangerous. It is, dangerous. It is very dangerous. No and if, you're, if you really are a method actor... Because there are people who've only been trained in method acting, and they're always going to approach their roles like that. Because it's the most, like, famous form of, like, technique of acting. And I I think it's also the, like, most intense. Yeah. And so people gravitate towards it because it is so intense. Mm. But if you're going to do it, there are ways to do it safely. You need to have people who keep you in check. You need to have therapists. You need to have certain rituals. Which sounds crazy, but like habits that you do for yourself to get yourself in and out and out of it, and yeah. know who you are that separates you so clearly from this character. And I think for a lot of people that do method acting in ways that are unsafe, they do it for the thrill of it, yeah, and then they don't set up all of those methods, those so safe spaces no. that can bring you back, and that's why it goes wrong.
1: If you're someone who is going to an acting school or want to get into acting or whatever, and you do a course or whatever it might be. And the person is introducing you guys to method acting, and they don't firstly teach you how mm. to step out of it. Mm. Then you know you that gotta person run. isn't right yeah, yeah. Run, <laughs> or whatever. Do if you've already paid for the course, you're here. and Now this person, you can tell they're doing it in an unsafe way. Just don't indulge.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I think the thing is, have massive major boundaries with yourself and where you allow yourself to go, because there are very fucked up ways to to practice method acting, and once you're in it, it's so hard to get out of it. And just have those healthy boundaries set up for yourself that if you are in some way exposed to method acting, that you don't go that far.
1: Yeah, dude, because oh, it's just like you said, the fact that it's the most popular form mm-hmm. of like acting technique and that mm-hmm. so many people are exposed to it from day one without mm-hmm. even really knowing what it is. Mm-hmm. Then you get shit that happens like Alison Stoner. Have you seen her thing? Mm-mm. She did an interview where she was like, listen, growing up, being a child star or whatever was so fucked up for me. And she talks about a time where she had an audition. She was like eight years old or something. And they told her, cool, you are a rape victim and you're going to get kidnapped. And she literally acted this thing out. And the only thing she knew was method acting. She ended up under the table, like shaking and crying. That was her audition. And like, she was
0: young, dude. You You know what I think people need to know about method acting? Yeah. It's because sometimes, unconsciously as an actor, you slip into method acting whether you know about it or not. Right. For instance, I had a scene with someone that was an improv scene on in Deb Kinghorn's show. Mm-hmm. Where this guy, like, followed me and did, like, all the stuff, but it was just part of an exercise. And as an actor, you live yourself into the moment and you're supposed to and whatever. And we were in a very weird space in the country. It was in the, am I next time? And I was processing a lot of stuff that, like, happened in my life and whatever. And it literally, that moment and that character to me became this guy. From his perspective, he was doing this exercise out of, like, pursuing me as, like, Mm. the character to get me to marry him. From my perspective, it became a guy who was harassing me, won't leave me alone, is threatening me, making me feel in danger. And we didn't speak during this exercise and it carried on for an hour. Mm. You sometimes you slip into method acting where you can't, it's not, you're not trying to method act. You're just so caught up in that emotion in that character. And so knowing what method acting is and knowing how to step out of character through method acting can help you in moments like that. Because in that moment, after that exercise, I was, I felt traumatized
1: Yeah.
0: and I could use techniques that I had already learned to get me out of that. Mm -mm. But if you don't know, you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so yes, being only taught method acting is fucked up, being taught to just play a character from method acting or to just do method acting without understanding the the precautions that you need to take yeah. it wrong, but not knowing anything
1: about it at all is also dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think we've said this before some, somewhere <laughs> that an acting lesson is not just an acting lesson. It's a life lesson. So with mm-hmm. that, a lot of, like, if you're now put in the situation where you're in a method acting thing and you don't want to do it, or you need to step out of it and you don't know what to do, Do you have any advice? Yeah.
0: Um, If you are being forced to do method acting and being forced in any way, I mean, like you're doing a degree, you're doing a drama course, whatever, and there's method acting involved and this person isn't teaching you how to step out of it safely Mm -hmm. and how to have a guideline for who you are before stepping into it in the first place, um, look up grounding techniques. Find one that works for you. Because I think a very popular one is like the... Name five things you can see, two, three things that you, mm. whatever, all that stuff. That's a great technique. It doesn't work for me. Mm. Personally, it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't take me out of character. It doesn't calm me down, doesn't ground me. Yeah. So find a grounding technique that does work for you and that identifies with who you are.
1: Yeah.
0: Immediately after doing any method acting, immediately do that step where mm. you ground yourself and then use time, take time, take two minutes, take five minutes, take whatever to force yourself To no longer think about one thing that you thought about in character Mm -hmm. and think about things that you as a person naturally are attracted to. I am a person who likes to do yoga. I am spiritual. These are my best friends. Here's how I hang out with them. Here's the memories I have with them. Mm. I like things that smell like this. I like whatever. Just those like little bits that like are
1: tangible to you as a person that bring you back to who you are. Who you are. Yeah. I like that. My favorite, well, one of my favorite, so why I'm bringing this up is because a lot of the grounding techniques that I learned through method acting also helped me a lot when I was having panic, panic attacks, anxiety, all of that. So it helps with everything in life. One of my favorite ones was, um, (laughs) my acting coach was like, you're getting a bit too much into this. So please go stand by the window and count all the leaves on the tree. Amazing, because it takes you out of your body, out of yeah. that emotion, and into something else outside. Though that external one that you focus, yeah. yeah that one that you mentioned also doesn't work for me. The yeah, five fine, things. Find five things, two smells, but it's too much. Too much complication. What does help me is doing big math sums. So I'll be like, what's 152 yeah. times, and then really, 30? really try to work it and out. really work it out. That also really helps.
0: Yeah, anything. I think anything that's an external focus that really grips your attention and keeps you focused on that external thing for a prolonged amount of time yeah is good and not just that shaking it up literally you shaking, shaking out your body really helps yeah so that's what i would recommend but like really just i think there are resources mm. out there that'll, that'll that can help you like if you literally youtube like safe method acting techniques whatever i'm sure there are a lot of channels out there that are trying to help you and whatever but just know that it is dangerous and know that there there are ways to practice it safely but you should do it with caution and you shouldn't don't shy away from method acting don't be scared of it because then it is going to be something that haunts you Mm. but just be aware of the dangers because then you can avoid those dangers and like if you get into it and it is really fun for you experiment with it cautiously yeah. And it's okay. There is a thrill in method acting. It's the thing there is a thrill in it. Because I think it's one of the only acting techniques where you sit and like you get to have these experiences mm. and they're so real. Yeah. And you get you have all the emotion and whatever. But that's why it's so dangerous, because it's also addicting and mm. it's also just messy from a psychological it's point messy. of view. I never liked method acting. There were certain things I liked about method acting. I never liked getting into a character that Mm. through method acting. But I liked going through like we did workshops, method acting workshops, where we had like little scenarios of little emotions. And Mm. sometimes it it was very similar to I would say, if I had at that point known Meisner,
1: Mm.
0: I would have appreciated those scenarios even more.
1: Yeah. Because
0: It was similar to that in the experience where you're really just listening to someone else and you're really just experiencing it from a organic human point of view and those things i liked about method acting but then there are the dangerous scenarios where my dad had just died and they put me into a character where my dad just died and i really had to relive those emotions when i as a 15 year old girl was not at all ready to approach those emotions so that's what i'm saying it is very dangerous it's very dangerous Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you i i feel like if things are stigmatized and scary and nobody wants to teach you about them, mm-hmm. so like the drama school that I'm working with currently, they don't teach method acting at all or like speak so. about it at all. And I understand why. Because they're working with kids mm-hmm. and they're it's more dangerous. But at the same time, I'm all about like You still need to be informed. Yeah, I want to destigmatize it. Mm. I want to say, this is a really, really scary thing. So here's why it is scary. Mm. And here's why not to be scared of it. Yeah. And here's how you can do it. And here's how you shouldn't do it. Mm. And then we can move forward. And we move forward. We don't need to practice it. You just need to... You just need to know about it. Because I feel like what's going to happen is these kids are going to stumble upon it on a fucking YouTube video or (laughs) on a TikTok video or whatever. And they're going to be like, oh, cool, let me try this acting method without knowing the dangers of it, without
1: understanding. And then they're going to try it and it's going to... But not even that. I also feel like even if you know nothing about acting, nothing about techniques, whatever, people just naturally do method acting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You naturally gravitate towards that's method acting. That's
0: what you think it is. And also, you accidentally create a scenario where you're method acting without knowing what it is. Exactly. And then you, don't, you can't get so out you of it.
1: So you have to be exposed to it and understand what it is, like you said. 100%. Okay. Talking about safety and shit, now we're really going to get into it. What are we talking about? I don't know. What else do you have?
0: Well, I have well a- if you're a person who likes true crime, I'm just going to mention this very briefly because it is something that's currently happening and I don't know. I don't know. We know mm-hmm. that Ivana Trump, President yeah. Donald, Donald Trump's ex-wife, has passed away. What's going on there? She was 73. Um, but I do think the circumstances are a little bit strange. Mm-hmm. And If you're a person who watches true crime, I'm sure you know about the staircase true crime, where the lady, yeah, you know about it. Mm. And so now the cause of death of Ivana Trump is apparently she rolled down a flight, fell down a flight of stairs and is blank force drama. Mm. And I just think in 2022, mm. you cannot tell me somebody fell down a flight of stairs and died. <laughs> Why not? I don't think that's a valid reason. I think that's very weird. And like, especially the circumstances surrounding her particular Mm -hmm. life okay yeah and then (laughs) to say well
1: she just followed on a flight of stairs it's a very convenient thing to say it is dude it really is and i understand that but i at the same time it can happen like it's no i'm not saying it can't happen i'm just saying but now what are the the other factors that make you feel
0: like it's not well they ruled it very quickly accidental Mm -hmm. it's uh, it always feels like if something like this happens that's truly an accident and they just quickly rule it and then okay it's funeral day next day like it always feels a little bit weird and a little bit funny because what are you trying to bury and normally if it's situations like this they'll cremate the person which Mm -hmm. makes it even worse because then you're like not only are you burying evidence you're actually burning the fucking evidence yeah and so it's, it's, she was, it was ruled an accident very, very quickly, mm. which to me says somebody pulled the string to get her to a point where the process could be sped up, which she's in a very famous family. That could happen. Right. For them to say it's an accident so quickly... How are you absolutely sure? Mm. Because there's so much evidence. Yeah, there's dude. so much stuff to go through. You're there's not ruling it in all two that hours. Like long, yeah, you're not ruling it in two hours. Mm. And then to me, it feels like... I hear you. If someone falls down a flight of stairs and dies, and it really is an accident, normally there's something else that happened. They had low blood pressure. They had... Wine. They had whatever. There was something there mm. that because if you're slipping down the flight of stairs, you're catching yourself at some point. Yeah. If you're falling far enough that you could reach such critical levels of injury where you're just dying, either the staircase was weird, mm. the stair broke, the thing, whatever, yeah, something there was happened, a diff-
1: something else, though. physical,
0: or there was something in, wrong with you. Mm. You had a small stroke. You whatever, something. Yeah. It caught co- to me. I just feel mm. like, if you're going to be like, no, nothing happened. The stairs are perfect. There was nothing wrong with her blood levels. There was nothing wrong in her body. She just slipped and fell down multiple flights of stairs and mm. then just happened to die. And nobody, nobody noticed until she was already dead. And nobody helped her. Nobody called down Nothing happened. Was They're she just... alone
1: in her house? Well, she's in an apartment building. But oh. to me, that means there's a doorman. Hmm. And surely you can hear someone tumbling down the stairs. But my thing is also she's old, dude. What if she just fell and she's just fucked because she's old? Wouldn't there be something else? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I'm just saying, to
0: me, it seems really weird. And it will always seem weird to me if somebody just falls down a flight of stairs and dies. Mm. It will always seem weird to me. And I will always want there to be more effort put into it than, okay, guys, two hours later, it was an accident. We're burying it tomorrow.
1: Yeah. I will always
0: feel weird about that. And I'm not saying like, this is also something I want to make clear. I'm not saying Trump did it. <laughs> A bunch of people are getting super defensive We're not on conspiracy social media.
1: Theory-ing.
0: A bunch of people are getting so defensive on social media saying like, Stop can you guys be so upset about this? It's a lady that just fell down there, she's dead, whatever. Trump didn't kill her. I'm like, I would never nobody's ever seen no one Trump killed him killed her. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying she is a high-profile figure. Trump isn't the only person that could have killed her. There's a bunch mm. of other people in the world that could have would have wanted her dead. And maybe it wasn't even that. No, maybe no, she no. just had a horrible neighbor that hated her and fucking put
1: soap on the stairs. How do you know? No, That's hectic. Someone in the comments of the press release or whatever on YouTube said. The same thing happened to my grandfather. Like he fell down a flight of stairs, he didn't tell anyone. And then four hours later, he died hmm. because of the whatever, impact. impact or whatever. And mm, I don't know, because there was a lot of debates also in that comment section that I saw. And I was like, but that's what I would like.
0: Okay. Then you're going to say to me, it was blind force trauma. That implies something else. If you said she fell down a flight of stairs, she got hurt and bled, instead of bleeding died. Okay. Yeah. That's more believable. But just, it was just blood force trauma and now she's dead. Mm. And blood force trauma to the abdomen and now she's dead. If it was to the head, maybe. Yeah. Blood force trauma to the abdomen, dead. Mm. Okay. Okay.
1: No, I hear you. That's kind sound the... fishy. I don't know. That's my other thing. Dude, I find this so fucked up about myself. But also, like, if someone dies, give me the details. I want to know what happened. Yo, it is really fucked up. It fucks me up like... when people are like, the family wants privacy. I'm like, yeah, but... Just give me some. <laughs> I want to know. I hate that about myself, but like... Yeah. I
0: also hate it, but it's more morbid curiosity. But at the same time, yeah, it is more morbid curiosity. For me, I feel like I need to know so that I can put it away. Yeah. I Pleasure. can file it in a book and put it away. But it's not my place. No, it's not. <laughs> but you know where it gets like a little bit tricky? When yeah. it's like somebody that you knew, you just weren't their best friend. But you knew
1: them all their life. You grew up with them. You saw them doing stuff. You always yeah. knew about them, Someone whatever. from your school or whatever. There was someone specific. And then on the Facebook comment, someone always asks what happens and no one replies.
0: Or they're deleted. <laughs> or they deleted. So that's what happened. So somebody no. had died, but I had grown up with in the same town. I, like, knew their family. We, I knew them. We just weren't close. But I knew them. And they died under very weird circumstances. Because they disappeared first. And then they were just oh, dead. Shit. And then nobody wanted to say how they died. There was just, like, and the funeral was private. Nobody was allowed to go. Mm. and then it was almost as if the same thing the family was just trying to say okay their data has gone now please stop asking questions about it and it was very strange oh, and then know. later like later i mean like years later i found out that they it was this big thing because they had committed suicide and the family thought that it was shameful
1: that
0: mm. they killed themselves so they didn't want to tell people no guys you need to tell
1: you don't need to I don't then. want to be like that I <laughs> don't no, want to know dude yeah. but I'm sure you I'm sure people can relate it is morbid curiosity yeah You're like, what happened? especially if it's someone you knew and you see yeah. the comments on Facebook my condolences whatever what happened three likes no one response I want to know <laughs> anyway and
0: especially when there was a big thing like there was like a newspaper article saying like This man. Missing. If you're going to put it in the newspaper. (laughs) And they were saying like missing whatever. And then next thing just like. Is dead. Family wants privacy. Condolences. Finish. What's going on? Tell the people. Yeah, If you're going to make it secretive. Then it's going to become even more of a thing. So. But I also understand. Yo. Sometimes it's hectic. And you don't want to say man. You don't want to be like. There was a big accident. He was in hospital. And he died.
1: It's hectic thanks mm, no i don't know i don't want to tell the people <laughs> anyways <clears throat> anyways and anyway and anyways if you're a close friend of mine and you don't want your death details to be out in public just let me know before the time <laughs> so that i know when you're dead it's just you're gonna be dead and i'm not gonna know why you died. <laughs> otherwise so you're gonna have a press
0: release <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> the family's gonna tell or you privately this person died this way
1: facebook just so everyone knows, yes, everyone knows, she got in a car accident, she's dead now, thanks. And in her mo- last moments, this is what she said. Also, <laughs> this was playing on the radio at the time. Like, <laughs> give me the
0: details. You want? You don't You don't just want to know they died in a car accident. You no. want to know it was the streets,
1: a truck yes. came, there were four people in the car. Yeah. They, you know, you yeah. want to know every detail. It's very bad. The reason why I think I'm so curious about this stuff, and like why I want to know details of everything, is because... Like, I, it, my brain doesn't connect that this is a human person that died that had a life and a story and everything. It just, I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. And it's very weird. Yeah. Mm. Well,
0: now I feel like when I was younger, it was easier for me to dissociate from the person. Yeah. And now lately it's become a thing where like, if someone dies, I
1: think about them and I'm like, they yeah. memories, their. they're like they were an entire But I know you've and... been like you've been transitioning into this where you're like that was a person with a life. Yeah. And I, don't...
0: But I think it's because I've experienced death at such a I experienced death at such a young mm-hmm. age so personally that I had to disconnect myself from death because it just was too much to process. Now I'm getting at a point where I can come to terms with it not only for other people but for myself. Yeah. So I have to. I have to get to a point where I'm like I'm a person with a whole life and at one point I'm going to die mm-hmm. and my whole life is that. So for other people, I have to be like, this was you. And you had a
1: whole life. And you had okay. things that you wanted That's to do. That's your way of, like, dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah, no. My way of dealing with it is not thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's think. a process. Mm. You have to go through it. No, but I don't want to get to the point where I think about it like that. Because then it's going no, to then it's gonna affect me. And, oh, what the fuck? But you don't <laughs> have to get to a point where you're just fine with it.
0: Like, it's okay for you not to be. But mm. for me, I want to get to a point where I'm, like, at peace with it. No, I'm at peace with death. I just don't want to connect it back to the person. I'm at peace with other people dying. But now I think about myself dying. And I'm like, I I just disconnect from it. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to die at some point. Mm. I want to get to a point where I can be cool about it. In a way that's like, mm. okay. Like, like, I think it's because my family member, one of my family members, have been involved in tracing back our history, our family's history for a very, very long time. And so it's cool because you get to see stuff about your ancestors and now i'm like some of these people were so at peace with dying that they knew they were going to die and they left stuff for future generations yeah. and like that's a cool thing yeah and then there were other people who just didn't they just didn't think about death and they just lived very boring mm. lives yeah but that's the thing i think not everybody can get to this point because some people think about death and it makes you want to not do anything in your life because mm. you all you think about is you're going to die at some point. Mm. And I was like that, and now I'm at a point where, like, I want to. I think about death, and I think about these people living full lives and whatever, and it makes me want to live because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm here now, and yeah, life sucks. Like, if you're gonna look for reasons why life sucks, it sucks. Yeah, there's a lot of things to find. Hundred percent. But if you're like, like life sucks, and then you keep on living, life's a bitch, then you keep on living. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm here. I might as well go have the wine with my friend and make yeah. that memory that nobody's gonna remember because the earth is gonna fucking keep spinning but i'm gonna know it and time and is gonna added pause
1: nuance to my life yeah and time is gonna pause whether either you, way whether you want it to or not it's gonna and it is and it, it is pausing right now why are we getting into the <laughs> i don't know guys <laughs> welcome to the podcast <laughs> where we have existential trade <laughs>
0: if i saw this existential thing on my for you page on tiktok i'm swiping (laughs) because i'm not thinking about it please stop please stop talking to me now okay we've been talking for way too long okay we have other topics that i don't think are important right now no because they can just go like this carry on to next week next week it's fine see you next
1: week see you next week Namaste. Mm. namaste namaste